The military is trying to get all of its systems and decision-makers working together at high speed. Their system for doing so is called the Joint All-Domain Command and Control Program, or JADC2. But the collection and managing of data is making all that interconnectivity difficult. Now DOD offices want to throw more money at it. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni has the latest. Scott, give us a brief rundown. Describe JADC2 for us. Sure. So JADC2 connects all of the systems, weapon systems. It's basically sort of like a giant AI interconnected being almost that keeps the military together with Intel reports. It uses automation, AI, and basically think of Uber, right? If you request something on your phone, Uber finds all the the drivers nearby, calculates the fastest way to get where you're going and uh, takes you there, picks you up, all that sort of stuff. So you don't have to worry about looking where the taxi is and trying to call them up. All that's done for you. All you do is just sit and wait on the curb. And that's what the military wants to do for its decision makers so that they don't have to do all the hard work, all the legwork, and have a much clearer picture before they press the button and say, go create an attack or something like that. And you're reporting that they feel like they need a different budget approach to it. So what is their budget plan at this point? U.S. Northern Command, which is in charge of the Homeland Defense, is really taking a new approach at this. Right now, they're saying that they have a lot of stovepipes with data. And the important thing about JADC2 is that it needs a lot of data to get what it needs done. Uh, It needs to have the sensors to bring in the information. And then it also needs to use that information to to analyze it and then send it back to down to the decision makers. So, uh, you know, first of all, the Northern Command says that for the next two years, JADC2 is going to be one of the top priorities and they're, it's going to inform their focus of their budget. So that's going to be specifically within data. One, they need to collect more data to make sure they have a full picture and a data grid of everything that they need to know and a sensor grid of everything they need to know. So that includes everything from subspace all the way down to the sea, air, land, and everything in between. Also, getting rid of those stovepipes I talked about, and that's not just within DOD, it's also government-wide, sharing information with maybe FEMA so that they can help with a hurricane response, sharing information with everything else that they can possibly think of. And are there any pieces or components of it that are now working yet? So right now, Northern Command has a Pathfinder program. And what this initiative is, it's a data ecosystem that lives in the cloud And it brings together lots of different types of information from various sensors into one narrative and allows the uh, really the decision makers, like I said, to look at what is happening in the airspace. So they're using this to look at the airspace through commercial uh, commercial through commercial databases and also through military databases. Uh, so they have, NORAD has really has a picture of everything that's happening in the United States airspace. They've really found that this has been extremely helpful. Obviously, it's a very small piece of what JADC2 would be, but they see this as a way that, that, that really they can make this facilitate the, the mission and make it actually happen. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni, and Is this a contractor-involved type of thing? What is industry doing for them at this point? Northern Command is really trying to bring in a lot of non-traditional contractors. And within this Pathfinder mission, they have two non-traditional contractors, one that deals with collecting data, the other hosting that uh, cloud database that they're using. The other thing is that they just need the traditional companies just for some of the bigger lifts. You know, the, the smaller companies bring in a lot of these innovative type situations. And then the bigger companies maybe will bring in, you know, 
a larger cloud enterprise, um, you know, some of the bigger sensors, things on the F-35, that sort of stuff. So it's a, it's a, uh, a, a t- in tandem sort of uh, situation that they have. And do you get the sense that they have an agile sort of incremental approach to this? Because it sounds like one of those projects that in the old days they would spend a few billion on and then abandon. I think the Army had a big network it was trying to do that it abandoned. Right. Well, this, this network is military-wide, and what they've already done is the Joint Chiefs uh, recently gave each of these services a specific part of the uh, JADC2 that they would have to work on. So the Advanced Battle Management System is going to the Air Force, logistics to the Army, the Navy's working on other parts of things. So all of those things together maybe kind of breaks it out a little bit and makes it a little easier in smaller chunks. But it's definitely a huge lift and something that may even take legislation to handle because they're going to need to change the way that the way that they manage data and send it between agencies. In the meantime, do they have some tests running? Yeah, they conducted one this past fall, which they, you know, obviously said was a success. Well, they obviously haven't, uh, you know, given out all of the uh, implications of it because some of the things are classified. But they have another one coming up in December, which is going to be a big milestone. And that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, you know, the advanced battle management system has been also testing on smaller scales as well uh, and, and working, you know, with joint agencies. All right. And uh, let's move to one quick topic while we have you there, Scott, in COLA. Cost of living adjustment numbers came out for military retirees. What can they see, if anything, in the coming year? Yeah, this is the smallest bump in really about five years. Uh, it's 1.3%. And the way that they calculate this is they take the consumer price index of the third quarter of last year compared to the third quarter of 2020 and uh, really just kind of bump it up from there. So this 1.3% is a decrease of a raise from the one6 of last year. In 2019, there's a 2.8% increase. So, uh, you know, military retirees may be a little disappointed in what they're getting, but that's what the cards are dealing this year. Federal News Network Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 